0: Hello there, content creators. You're listening to the She's Got Content podcast, where it's all about creating content for your coaching business. I'm your host, Dr. Melissa Brown, and I'm here every week to help you get your content out of your head, out of your heart, and out there into the world, where that information and your services can impact the most people. Get ready to take notes today and then take action, content creators. Let's dive in with today's episode because you've got content to get out there. Hello and welcome back, content creators. It's Dr. Melissa Brown, and we've got another episode of She's Got Content podcast. And today I have one of my beachy sisters here. Beachy sisters are a group of us who went to a retreat in early 2020, right before the pandemic hit. And we were at the beach, and we were working on our business, and we were getting friendly with each other. It was so wonderful. I really miss those days. And here it is, 2023, and I haven't gone to any other in-person events since then, but that's about to change. I would love to introduce you to Candice L. Davis. She's a book coach, and she helps experts go beyond the surface of their knowledge to reach their deeper wisdom and write a transformative book. She believes any book worth writing is worth writing well. It's her mission to help you write a world-class book from a place of joy and delight and surprise yourself with how beautifully you can put your genius on the page. Candace is also the host of Nothing But The Words, the podcast that gives you insights and practical strategies to write the book you feel called to write. And that podcast, I will tell you, is amazing. So
1: definitely check it out. Nothing But The Words. Hello, my beachy sister, Candace. Welcome. It's so good to see you. It is so good to see you. Thank you for having me. And I too miss those days. That was one of the best work experiences ever.
0: Oh, that was so wonderful. Just how many of us? There was maybe a dozen.
1: 10, Not even, maybe
0: eight to 10. Yeah. And maybe. And we had what, two or three different condos and we all kind of came together different points during the day, but yet we were working on the business. Oh, it was so
1: much fun. It was great. It was such a diverse group in terms of the businesses we all have. And so different people had different expertise. Everybody shared so freely. We all helped each other. We need that again. We need that again.
0: (laughs) Well, Candice, today, I would love for you to talk to our coaches that are listening today and talk to them about how a book can help them earn more money. Let's talk about it because many coaches just think all they can do is go out there and trade dollars for hours in coaching. There's so much more that a coach can do. Let's talk about that.
1: It's so interesting to me because, you know, even with social media and all the video we have online and all of that, I still find the best way to position yourself as an expert, especially for coaches, because there's so many coaches, right? You want to stand out from the crowd the best way to position yourself as the expert in what you do is to write that book. It's tangible proof of who you are and what you know and the results you can get. So that's the first way it helps you earn more money is it just elevates you as an authority in your niche.
0: And the book is available 24-7. Right. So your message, your expertise is out there all the time to help those people, not only the ones that you're coaching, Because they've got you in their pocket with the book, but for other people who haven't found you yet
1: in person or in coaching. Yeah. And so many people like they show up focused on book sales. I love book sales. Like I have clients who have sold tens of thousands of copies of their books over the course of several years. So maybe 70, 80, 90,000 copies of their books. That's good money for them, Mm -hmm. especially when they (laughs) self-publish because (laughs) they get to keep all of that profit, right? Good money. But that's just like the surface of how your book can help you earn more. Book sales are great, but I have some clients who give away their books because they have so much good content in there. They know eventually a percentage of those people are going to join their programs or come to work with them. So for example, I have a client, a gentleman who runs a mastermind. He's here in Atlanta like I am. I think his mastermind starts at 15000 for the first level. Okay, So like a reasonably priced mastermind, not the highest, not the lowest, but when he goes to do speaking engagements, he gives away copies of the book in exchange for email addresses because he knows how good it is, he knows that it's really good content and that people can get real results from his book. But that some of those people, if he gives away, let's say, a thousand copies of his book, that's three thousand bucks. But one person saying yes to his mastermind more than makes up for that three thousand bucks He still comes out well ahead. Absolutely. And, yes. And because he's written such a great book inevitably, people eventually get into his funnel and want to come and work with him. They might join his lower level programs. They might join his mastermind, but it's more than worth it to him to give away those copies.
0: What I'm hearing you say is we should not be afraid. No coach should be afraid to give away content because it's going to come back to you in multifold's many people think, oh, I can't write a book about this. This is my signature framework, or someone else is going to steal this, or there's just so many different excuses for people not to get their content out there in a book. What it you're saying, nuts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What you're saying is no, no, girl, get out there and get that out. It's so your content interesting.
1: out. Cause some people will write the book and they will tell you like what you should do. They will tell you why you should do it, but they will not tell you how, because they want you to come and learn how, and say their $2,000 program, not in their $20 book. This is the biggest mistake I see experts, coaches, consultants, those types of people make when they write their books. So I had this experience. I went to a conference. One of my clients was hosting, it was wonderful. Conference. I loved everything about it. And there was a speaker who was speaking about systems and how you could use systems to organize and grow your business. I bought her book and she gave away the book digitally, but I wanted to support her. So I purchased a copy. It promised to teach you how to set up systems. It did not teach me how to set up systems. (laughs) It taught me that I needed systems and why. And then for how come and work with me. That is bait and switch, friends. And here's Mm -hmm. the interesting thing if she had put every detail of how to do it in that book, I would have gone to work with her because I wouldn't have felt confident enough in doing it on my own. It's mm-hmm. not my gift. I would have seen, wow, she really knows what she's talking about. Let me hire her to help me do that. So when you hold back the good stuff, right? And say, well, you got to come pay for my program. You are missing out on showing up as a true expert. Amen. Okay. So giving away the book to get coaching clients
0: is Huge. All right. That's a great way to make money with a book. Yeah, Tell
1: us some more ways. You don't have to give it away.
0: <laughs> so that's sell just,
1: it. That is just one way you can sell it. But if you use speaking as a way to grow your business, if you use speaking as a way to increase your income, paid speaking engagements, writing a book is a great way to get placed on better stages. When these people are booking, let's say we have two speakers. Candace, who has not written a book and Melissa who has, and they're pretty much equal in what they could bring from what the speaker could tell, right? And what the booking agent can tell from what they can bring to the table. I'm choosing Melissa because she has the book and I can look at her book and see what she really teaches, what her personality and voice are really like. And I know that if I need somebody at the back of the room with something tangible to sell, Melissa has something and Candace doesn't. So I'm yes. picking Melissa. Writing that book can really help you get on bigger stages where you can be paid to speak or where you can pitch your own programs, depending on what kinds of speaking engagements you like to pursue. That's interesting. Okay. So if you want to speak,
0: if you want to be on the big stages, on the better stages, then having a book is really kind of that door opener.
1: It is. It's a huge door opener and they don't have to necessarily meet you in person to know how great you are because it's right there in the page.
0: So selling the book, getting onto stages, giving away the book and get your coaching programs all filled are all great. Now, there may be some coaches out there who have tons of ideas. How does one know what's the best idea to put into a book or into your first book? Because many times I would assume that your coaches that work with you To write their book, they have more than one book in their head. And which one do we
1: pick first? So, the thing that I tell people, first of all, is that whatever you decide on, decide and stick to it, make the decision and make it right. Like, there's probably not really a way for you to go wrong if you're showing your expertise. Now, when I say put everything in the book, I mean put everything for that one goal the book is supposed to help people accomplish. You're never gonna be able to put all of your knowledge, your experience and your expertise in one book. Focus on the book first, unless you have a luxury of just like unlimited wealth and you don't care about making money. (laughs) That's a different process. (laughs) But if you actually wanna make money, focus on the book that's gonna help you grow whatever part of your business you want to grow. So let's say you have a group coaching program that teaches people how to do a specific thing, write a book that can prepare people to be ready to be in your program. Get them something to get them ready to be in your program. That's one way to approach it. My clients who get traditional book deals tend to have to write much bigger books, much longer books. They tend to go a different path. But for the people who are publishing independently, I always say, if you're using this as a business asset, then write the book that's going to grow the part of the business that you're focused on growing right now.
0: So when you're saying write the book that helps prepare people to work with you. Are you talking about maybe a workbook of some kind? So what are we talking about with the entry book for a coach to help prepare clients to work with them?
1: So I love workbooks. I love them, but I don't find that they create the sort of authority that writing a traditional conventional book creates. So I would say write the book and then do the workbook as an add-on. Or if you've already created the workbook, write a book to go with the workbook. You can go either way. The difference is that when you have a traditional book deal, like you've done a book proposal, you've had an agent and some big publishing company or small publishing company has purchased your book, they tend to have standards for how long a book needs to be, Okay. right? So they're typically in this personal development or professional development world, going to want you to write something like 65,000 words, I can't do the math in my head, <laughs> but <laughs> if you divide that by two, get a reasonable page count of what that should be. When you're publishing independently, you're in complete control, right? So I always warn people, you don't want it to be too short because when you tell people you're an author and you hand them a book that really feels like a pamphlet more than a book can affect the way they think of your expertise, right? Not everyone, but it can kind of dent your reputation a little bit. So you want to write a full length book, but what is full length? If it's a straight how-to book, like it's just, I'm teaching you how to do this, boom, 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 might be just like 25,000 words. Most coaches, however, are going to want to put a little bit more of their personality and their story in there. They're not really just writing a how-to book. They want you to get to know them. So now you're getting to maybe 40,000 words, maybe even 50,000 words. That's a real book. Like that's sufficient. It's meaty. It's enough room for you to have your content. And- it doesn't have to just be all of your practical ideas, right? You're including your stories. You're including your clients' case studies or success stories with their permission, their written permission. Very <laughs> important. So many, yes. Very important. Or with so many details changed that it would be impossible for them to recognize themselves, much less anyone else to recognize them. And in that case, you do need to have a disclaimer saying that you've changed those details. But you use that kind of content to really fill out your book. So yeah, you have your process and your framework, but you're telling your story while you're sharing that process. You're telling client stories. You may even be telling stories of well-known figures that just happen to support what it is that you're teaching. So some people freak out when they hear 45, 50,000 words. You have it you have it in your brain right now, and you may already have it. in some of the content you've already written. Once you outline your book, gather the content you've already created, whether it's podcast episodes, blog posts, articles, you can repurpose that for your book. Love it. Love it. Yes.
0: So many coaches have been writing blog posts or they have a podcast and there's just so much content that they've got out there that they think, Well, that's in that format. I can't use that for the book, but no, you can. People have to hear things over and over again in order to absorb it and to actually hear it. So
1: that would be perfect. Oh, absolutely. And so the important thing there is to just really have, this is always the important thing, but especially if you're repurposing content, just have a really clear outline for your book. So you know what goes in and what you can just ignore. Like you have so much content. When you've written thousands of blog posts, it can be hard to go through all of them. So if you outline your book in advance, it makes it a lot easier to know, okay, I can pull these things with this topic from that category and they fit. And the other stuff I don't have to worry about. And of course, Mm -hmm. you're gonna rewrite it a little bit for your book, but you're starting with a really solid draft based on your existing content.
0: And this kind of brings up another point. If coaches have the thought that, well, podcast is free. My blog is free. Why would anyone buy my book if that content is already out there? So
1: can you address that? Why does anyone buy any book? Because here's the truth. If I really want to, what's the most recent book that I bought? I bought a book called Insight that teaches you how to become more self-aware. And I love it, by the way, it makes me mad. So any book that can make me mad and I keep reading, <laughs> do <doing> well, right? <laughs> I love that book, but I could just as easily have gone on YouTube, put in how to be more self-aware and gotten all these disparate videos about how to do that. Right. Nothing wrong with YouTube university, but when people really want to dive deeply into a topic, we still turn to books. Like the publishing Mm -hmm. industry was supposed to die 20 years ago. (laughs) It's still (laughs) here guys. It's still kicking around. It's It's still still kicking and it's blossomed because we have independent publishing and we don't need permission from mm-hmm. anyone anymore to say what we want to say and to write our books. Historically, women have not been given the book deals. They've gone to men. Historically, people of color have not been given the book deals. Mm-hmm. They've gone to white men. And we now can publish whatever we want, whenever we want. So people can turn to books when they really want what they feel like is proven expertise. They think you're an authority because you're an author, right? And then you have to live up to that when they read the book. When you want to dive deeply we don't go to YouTube. We go to books.
0: You've brought up a couple of things there. One is the books that make you mad. Those are the best books, right? Yes. <laughs> so if, if the book helps you, the reader, feel something, feel yeah. an emotion, it doesn't have to be mad, but, Yeah. but it helps you feel an emotion. Those are like the best books, aren't
1: they? Yeah. You can write a straight how-to book, right? So I have a client who wrote a book about how to get more traffic, to your website and grow your business. It's pretty straight how-to, but what his book produces, if you read it from beginning to end, and it's pretty short, is hope. Like Mm. at the end of this, you have a feeling that like, maybe I'm just starting in my business. Maybe I've been struggling, but if I do what he says, I could do this. So he leaves you with that feeling of hope. He's not rah-rah cheerleader, but he does include case studies from his clients who maybe started where you started and are now doing really well. So if nothing else, a how-to book, a personal development book, a professional development book can leave people with hope. But it's also okay to make people laugh. There's a trend in speaking and writing where we really focus on the difficult times in our lives because people want to be relatable. They want to be seen as human. The whole perfect, you know, guru on the mountaintop has, that's gone away, right? Yes. And the pendulum has swung all the way to the other side where now it's just like sad story after sad story after sad story. I went to a business event a couple of months ago. There were like maybe 20 speakers. It was a two-day event. And every speaker started with the saddest story. We had answer we had disfigurement and loss of limbs we had death of loved ones by suicide we had horrible accidents this was a business event every single and these are high powered speakers like every single speaker started with that kind of story the ones that worked for me did other stories to lighten the mood as they went on right so you can tell stories that are not necessarily your worst moments. We want to hear about your successes. We want to hear about embarrassing moments and moments of discovery and epiphany and just like things that are more than just the worst thing that ever happened to you. (laughs) Yeah, that would have been a bummer. It was a bummer, but (laughs) the speakers who saved it because generally what they do is that it's just a whole formula of, I was doing great, this horrible thing happened. And then I had to work my way up to doing great again, right? It's basically a formula Mm -hmm. and it works. There's nothing wrong with it, but you have to just give us more. So the ones who were successful were the ones who also told us about, they made us laugh. They they made us think in a different way and didn't leave us kind of in the darkness (laughs) there. It was just a lot one after the other, after the (laughs) other. So take note, perhaps not all doom and gloom Yes,
0: maybe you've come through it, but yeah, you know you don't know what the other speakers on this stage are going to talk about. So there has to be an impact uh, with all that doom and gloom yeah. for the audience.
1: So and it's I, nothing wrong with making your readers cry, right? I read this book called Punch Me Up to the Gods. It's a memoir. It was wonderfully written, but it was the darkest. And I read dark stuff, so no problem. But it was <laughs> the darkest thing that I've read in years. And I kept waiting for like a little lighter moment, and it never came. Now oh. I still love the book. There was no hope until like the last five pages in that book. I love it because it's well-written and that's his life experience, right? I didn't have that experience. That's how he experienced his very difficult life. But for most of us, our life is not made up only of dark moments. So if you're going to make your readers cry, make them laugh too. Give them a little humor. Give them a little hope. You can make fun of yourself. That always works. You don't have to make fun of other people.
0: Well, you've mentioned several times about Self publishing. Yeah. So, you know, when one writes a book, it's not all cash coming into you, right? No. There are some expenses that one incurs with writing a book. And a lot of people think, well, I'll just go out and self publish and it's going to be like, oh, all this cash coming in. But talk to us about that. What's the reality of self publishing?
1: So this is why I'm so focused on helping people make money with their books, right? This is why I really encourage people on the back end, because you do, if you want to produce a great book, have to invest some money into producing that great book. Obviously, I believe in book coaching. I work as a book coach, whether you're in a group program, a community college class, a workshop, get feedback on your book. A community college program might be a hundred bucks. And if that professor is willing to give you feedback and that's what fits your budget, get your butt in that community college program. Cause there is such value in getting feedback from someone outside of yourself, someone who doesn't necessarily know you personally and can help you make your book stronger. Okay, fine. That's on the front end. But once you go into the self-publishing process, you have to pay an editor. Don't publish your book without editing. You have to pay a professional editor And in the best circumstances, you'll also pay someone to proofread your book after it's been edited, you've made your changes, it's been laid out, and someone will proofread it. Because sometimes things get changed in layout, and you want to catch that before it goes to print. So you're paying an editor, you're paying a proofreader, you're paying someone to design your cover. Please, I beg of you, work with a professional book cover designer, not just like someone who's great with art or graphics, because book cover design is different. And then you're paying someone to do the layout for your interior. It sounds like a lot. It doesn't have to be a lot. I work with the company here in Atlanta. It's a woman-owned company. Kimberly Martin is her name. And her company for a nonfiction book will do the interior and cover design and help you get up on Amazon and the other book selling sites for around 2000 mm-hmm. bucks. So it's not unreasonable. But if you plan for that you know, early on and start budgeting, putting aside a little money so that when you're done writing the manuscript... You're ready to pay for it. Editing is probably going to be somewhere around five cents a word, depending on what editor you work with. Proofreading will be significantly less because you should have caught most of that stuff before you get to proofreading. So you're investing money, right? I have some clients who go with a hybrid publisher, not my favorite, but I understand why they do it. There's more hands-on. With a hybrid publisher... They don't just take everybody. You have to have your manuscript at a certain level in order for them to accept your manuscript. They provide the editor and all of the designers and everything, but that's probably gonna cost you, it's gonna start at $10,000 and then go up from there, depending on what your book needs. I'm not a huge fan of it because often with hybrid publishing, they get a percentage of royalties on your book. And my belief is that if I've paid you for these services, I don't want to pay you on the back. Mm-hmm. So I would rather publish it under my own company name. I encourage people to do that. Some people don't want to. So they have that option, but it's going to cost you? It's going to start around 10000 So you must have a plan for how mm-hmm. you're going to make this money back after the book is published. You make some really good points there.
0: And that segues into... Tell us about working with you as a book coach. Do you work one-on-one with people? Do you work in groups? How does it work?
1: Yeah, I have two different paths. So I work one-on-one with the people who really want hands-on coaching from their idea to their outline. They want me to read every word that they write and help them make it better. Most of them are already great writers, to be honest with you. Just want someone to help them make it even better. So we work together for usually six to nine months. They usually come when they have the book idea. Some have already started it. Some have traditional deals and they know they've got to hit a deadline. And we work together. So they'll write a chapter, send it to me. I'll give them feedback, send it back to them. And we do that through the whole book. And then when we're done, I'll go through the entire manuscript again and help them really make it shine, make sure it's well edited. And so when they submit it to a publisher it's really good to go, which I love. I love that process, (laughs) but I also love my group. So I have a group called Authors Ignited and those right now it's all women. Men are not excluded. No one's excluded. Everyone's welcome. Right now it's all women and they are so great for each other because they show up on our coaching calls, really hold each other accountable. I have a library of videos that walk you through everything I do with my one-on-one clients. So that's available to you. And we also do co-writing, which I started as an experiment But has turned out to be one of the best parts of our program. So usually about once a week, sometimes twice a week, sometimes more, if I'm feeling frisky. We show Mm -hmm. up and we get on Zoom like you and I are now, Melissa. And everyone gives me their writing goals. And then we're off and writing for 30, 45 minutes. We come back. How did it go? If anyone needs a little coaching, we have a little coaching. We go back and do it again. It has been the most popular (laughs) and successful and productive addition to this program. And I'm so glad I did it because it gives people a place where they know they're going to show up and write. They get stuck. They have help in the moment. I'm right there. They can hit me in the chat. They have help in the moment. I love it. They're so good to each other. They support each other and they're just getting their books written together.
0: That's great. So it's like a little Pomodoro sessions and then you take a break Yeah. Take a break and talk about what you got accomplished. That is exactly it. Take a break, go to the bathroom, whatever, and then come back and do another session. I love that. Yeah. That's great because it gives you a time where you can say on your calendar, this is sacred writing time. Yep. And I've got my book coach here. Candace is here to help me if I get stuck, if I get into the weeds too much. Yep. So I love that.
1: And they're there to help each other, which just makes my heart so happy because they will hold each other accountable. When they set a goal, you said you were going to have 5,000 words by Friday. They're in the Facebook group saying, Hey, just checking on you, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> how, mm-hmm. how did it go? And they, and they do yeah. it with compassion. They do it with compassion, but it's the group energy that I think really helps keep yeah. them keep making progress. That community of authors. Yeah. Yeah. I love it.
0: Oh, I could just talk to you all day long. I love that you've given us some great ideas and great tips. And you have something for our readers, don't you? You have a, a little freebie that you're giving
1: away. Tell us yeah. about Yeah, if you go to... CandiceLDavis.com slash jumpstart. And I'm I'm an ice, not an ace, Candice with an I-C-E. You will find a guide. It's a free guide that will walk you through really figuring out what book you want to (laughs) write. It's just to help you get started. And there's a little video with it. You could actually do the guide without the video and you would be fine but it's a free guide to walk you through figuring out all those questions that you have in your head. Like, who is this book for? What do I want this book to do? How am I going to use this book? Super simple and super quick. Awesome.
0: Well, tell us where, tell us your website. Tell us where do you usually hang out? Is it Instagram? And again, tell us
1: again the name of your podcast because I'm sure everybody's going to want to go over there and subscribe. I hope so. I try to pour as much value in that podcast as I possibly can. So you if do. Anyone- People can't work with me. Not everyone can work with me. I hope I'm giving you everything you need on the podcast. It's called Nothing But The Words. And you can find it wherever you listen to podcasts. Somehow I've ended up mostly on Instagram. That's at Candace L. Davis. It's just my name. I don't know how I ended up there. It's just, that's what worked out as my social media playground. And my (laughs) website is candaceldavis.com. Well, thank you
0: so much, Candace. Giving
1: us some great things to think
0: about and some action steps here. So thank you.
1: Thank you, Melissa. It was such a joy.
0: All righty. And thank you, listeners. Thank you, content creators, for listening in today. Remember, you've got a message you've got to get out there. So get your content created and get that out into the world. Until next week, create that great content. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the She's Got Content podcast. I hope you got at least one nugget to take action on this week. If you got value from today's episode, I would be so grateful when you leave a five-star rating wherever you listen to podcasts. It only takes a second, and it really helps me get my message out to impact even more people so they can, in turn, keep the ripple going. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts and leave a review of the show, it would really make my day, and you just might receive a shout-out on the show as my content creator of the week when I read out your review. And last but never least, if you want an endless supply of just right ideas for content you can write about for your blog post, your emails, your videos, podcast episodes, all the content things, then you want to head over to my website at she's got content.com forward slash content and pick up your free workbook, Never Run Out of Content Ideas. Look for that link in the show notes today, along with the other links mentioned in today's episode until next time, content creators, you've got an audience waiting to hear from you and you've got content to share with them. Stop being the best kept secret and make a bigger impact when you've got content out there in the world.